0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. In this episode, we are gonna be talking all about those last few moments before you go down the center line. We're gonna look at why I think that this is possibly the most important part of the test and how you can make the most of it as well as how it can completely change how your test goes. We're also going to finish by looking at loads of different ideas that you can add to your routine to really get the most out of those last few moments before you go down the centre line. Now, if you enjoy this episode, then please do share it with any family or friends that you think it might help. You can also share it on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think. I know some of you have been recently posting on your stories showing kind of where you're listening and I've been loving those. Some of you are listening whilst out hacking, some of you are listening on the way to work, some whilst mucking out. So it's really fun to kind of show us all where you are listening to your podcasts, what podcasts you're loving and what kind of things you've taken on board or have been really helpful for you you can find us at decomplicating dressage on both instagram and facebook and don't forget that we do also have our training hub which includes training sessions worksheets resources and exercises all to help you improve your horse and your riding as well as your confidence and scores at the same time If you would like to come and join us, all you have to do is head to our website and click on the join us button. The website is DecomplicatingDressage.com and I can't wait to see you all there. So before we get started then, I want you to take yourself back to the last dressage competition you were at and I want you to think about when you watched some riders compete. Now, how many of those riders did you see trotting around the outside of the arena, the bell rings, and they go down the center line? 80% maybe, to be honest, even more than that i want you to think about what have those riders actually achieved in those last few minutes trotting around the outside of the arena have they improved their horse in any way have they made the most of those last few minutes they have before they are being judged for every single thing they do and this is why i wanted to talk about making the most of the outside of the arena it's the last few moments you have to correct or change anything before you go down that center line. And this is why that I always say that this is possibly the most important thing you can do before you go down that center line, because it's the last chance you have to change or improve or alter something before you are being judged. Now, when I discuss this with my clients, a lot of them say, and are a bit worried about the fact that the judge is watching. And yes, that may be the case. Although, to be honest, a lot of the time those judges are still going to be writing their comments from the previous horse. But even if they are watching, if your horse is being, let's say, slow and lazy and then remains slow and lazy in the test, you're going to get marked down for that horse being inactive or lacking impulsion. But if they see your horse is lazy around the outside... And let's say you ride some transitions and you correct that. You are going to be marked up now for having an active and forward going horse. So even though you might be giving your horse a couple of kicks around the outside of the arena and that might not look pretty. Actually, you will be able to ride a lot more quietly and with a lot more harmony with your horse when you're down that centre line, when you're actually being judged And the same works for if you've got a hot horse or a horse that's a bit spooky or gets a bit distracted if you can change things or alter things or improve things around the outside of the arena that's really going to benefit you when you actually go down that center line and it might not pay off for the whole time but you might be able to improve one two three even all the movements by one or two marks which is going to have a huge impact on that percentage that you get so let's talk about the warm-up first then now obviously you do only have on average about one lap around the arena to get everything kind of together and sorted so a lot of the work needs to be done in the warm-up Now, when I work with my clients, a big part of our competition preparation is planning an effective warm-up that is going to get both them and their horse going well, both physically and mentally. Now, this is a whole separate issue, which is why it forms such a big part of our competition preparation ebook, because it's a big gap of time that you have to create the horse that you essentially want going down that centre line but I do think a lot of people know this already and I think a lot of people do know the importance of the warm up and use it pretty effectively. I think where people tend to lose it is in that walk to the arena and those last few moments around the outside before they go down that center line. Now there's a famous old saying that I always hear around warm ups that is you can't change anything in a warm-up or a competition isn't the time to train or improve, which I think is true to an extent. But I think the danger with statements like that is that it implies that you can't change anything, which is definitely not true. Now, it takes time and practice to find a warm-up routine that works for you and your horse and gets you both ready to go. And similarly, it takes time and practice to find the right routine around the outside of the arena. Now, the number of times I've seen riders, and let's be honest, we've we've all done this, completely ruin all their good warm up in those last few seconds before they go down the centre line. Whether that's their horse spooks so they lose their attention or they start to slip behind the leg or they start to tense up or the atmosphere just kind of gets a bit too much or we get frustrated that we haven't got everything together. And so really the main aim for both that walk over to the competition arena and those last few moments round the outside is to keep you and your horse in the best possible position to compete. So, if you think of it as your training is where you make those changes and those improvements to your horse over time. Your warm up is then about putting you in the best possible position you can be. At that moment, you're not going to be able to drastically improve your horse, but you will be able to put them in the best possible position they can be. And that's what a good warm up will do. And then you have a walkover and around the outside routine. And that is about being able to maintain that really good position you've put yourself in in that warm up and being able to maintain that until you get down that center line and i think the way people or a big reason why a lot of people go to pot is when either the horse ring or the judge rings the bell too quickly or the judge takes a long time to ring the bell and you need to be prepared for that because you don't want to feel like everything gets ruined just because the judge takes a couple more minutes or just because the judge gets everything written very quickly and rings that bell for you to go down that centre line a bit earlier than you thought. So you need to be prepared for both types of situation. So let's start then with the walk to the arena. So let's say you've warmed your horse up, you've got them in the best possible position they can be, and then you've got to walk over to the competition arena. Now, Let's put a situation in here. If you have a horse that tends to get, and I know I always use this, but I think it's an issue that a lot of people have that the horse gets behind the leg, you will know that a walk break can sometimes be like the kiss of death. You let them walk and chill for a bit, and then you pick them up, and then you have nothing no reaction to your leg, no forward energy, no impulsion. It's literally all disappeared. Now the problem is that on the way to the arena, we have to walk there. And if it's a long way, then you need to make sure that you can keep them focused and attentive to you all the way. Now you can try doing some transitions on the way there and it doesn't have to be manic, but some little walk halt walk transitions or asking for a little joggy trot and then back to walk again can be really helpful. But keeping them listening to you means that when you get into the arena they're still going to be with you and not half falling asleep thinking that they're done. Similarly on the other end of the scale then if you have a hot horse those steps to the arena can be equally damaging if they lose focus or they start spooking or they start to get a bit tense and hot. And again, some quiet walk-halt transitions or some really tiny leg yields or a little shoulder in or shoulder fall can be huge and work wonders to keep them with you on that way to the arena. So it's about trying a couple of things and seeing what works for you and your horse. Then, once you're in the arena, you can then go into your routine. Now, most of the time, You can tend to fit in one lap of the arena before you have to go down that centre line unless you have one of those judges that's either ringing that bell really quickly or taking a while to ring the bell. It's also worth mentioning that the judge isn't intentionally trying to ring the bell quickly or take a long time. They are writing that final comment for the rider before you. They're not in their box going, oh, I'm going to let that kind of take a bit longer or I'm actually going to ring the bell really quickly to try and get them off. All judges are trying to get you to do the best you can and they're all with you and for you. They're not trying to put you off. So don't let that kind of get to you and be prepared that that is a situation that could happen. It's also worth mentioning as well that after the bell rings, it does not have to be a rush to the centre line you do have that period of time to get there, which is more than enough time to get usually about halfway round the arena. So don't rush yourself to get down the centre line. Take your time, make sure you're in a good relaxed rhythm before setting off and that you feel well prepared for that first turn down your centre line. Now, those last few seconds and minutes round the outside, as we've said, is your last opportunity to change, correct or remind before you are being judged. So make the most of it. If your horse is behind the leg, don't be afraid to give them a big kick or ride some transitions. And similarly, if your horse gets a bit tense or a bit nervous, don't feel under pressure to trot. You can walk, you can walk on a loose rein. I had one horse that I rode in a stretchy trot and he was at PSG. And I went into the arena, rode him in a stretchy trot going around the outside just because it really helped to relax him because we knew we did that stretchy trot at the beginning and end of a session. So he that kind of really helped him to just get into that kind of relaxed state. There's no rules on what you can and can't do around the outside of the arena. As long as you stay... On the outside of the arena and you don't cause any damage or harm and you don't run anyone over then you're good to go so let's look at some things that we can try around the outside so i've put together a couple of different ideas that you can try with your horse around the outside of the arena to just really make the most of those last few minutes now every horse is different so it's worth trying out a couple of different ideas or even putting a few different exercises together. And then you can kind of pick them depending on what your horse is feeling like on the day, or how much time you have. Remember though, it's not about completely transforming your horse. We're not going to make huge, massive changes. If your warm-up was rubbish, you're not going to suddenly have the leg. Well, to be fair, you might do. But you're not, it's not going to make Don't expect it to completely transform. Your main aim here is to maintain that really nice way of going and in that best possible situation that you created in the warm up. Now, let's look at then. So we've got five, six actually, different ways that we can help. So let's look at a couple of different situations then. So let's say you've got a horse then that gets tense or tight in the neck and the body. Don't be afraid to walk them on a long rein, trot stretch, canter stretch, these types of horses. It's going to encourage them to take the contact down and out and in a longer frame than you need them for the test. And then when the bell rings, you can then pick that rein up a little bit. If that doesn't work for you, you can try working on the suppleness and try a little bit of shoulder in or some walk-halt transitions. Anything to just get them to focus in on you and not what's going on around the outside. If you have a horse that's spooky, then again, these ones need to be kept thinking and kept focused on you. So you can intermingle a bit of shoulder in with some trot walk or trot-halt transitions And if you can try to change direction a few times too, that can be really helpful. You're just trying to get your horse again to just zone in on you and listen to you and kind of start to follow your aids again rather than get distracted by everything else that's going on around them. Now, if you have a horse that becomes very heavy or very strong, again, you can try some trot halt or trot walk transitions or some transitions within the paces. You've got to think you're wanting to be transferring that weight onto the hind end. If you've got a horse that becomes a bit fixed or quite unsupple, then you can do some little leg yield zigzags and they work really well. So you can go down the long side, do a couple of steps leg yield to the left and then a couple of steps leg yield to the right and keep going just back and forth like that. And if it's quite a tight space, you can just do a few steps each way. It's that change of bend in the rib cage that can be really helpful for those types of horses. And if you've got a horse that gets behind the leg, again, transitions, trot halt, trot walk, trot canter, canter trot, walk canter, canter walk, as many transitions as you can do. And don't be afraid to do a medium canter or a medium trot too. Anything to get that really quick forward reaction off your leg. Then if you've got a horse that gets too hot you can try a combination of things to keep their attention on you but you've got to take your time. So you can do leg yields, you can do transitions within the paces, you can do shoulder in circles in the corners, anything to be able to get your leg on them without it meaning a huge massive deal. So there you have it. Hopefully you now have a few ideas of things you can try around the outside of the arena to really get the most out of those last few minutes and few seconds before you go down the centre line. As usual if you have any questions about this episode then you are more than welcome to email us and you can find our email on our website or you can just message us on our social media pages and you can find us at Decomplicating Dressage on both Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening everyone and I will see you next time.